Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 31 You are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a February 10th Friday edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, a writer for BlazersEdge.com. Sometimes the Associated Press, former Blazer beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to the show. Well, the Blazers had a, a little break in between the, the the amazing win at Dallas and some time uh, to recover and regroup after learning that they will be without Evan Turner for the next five to six weeks with a broken hand. And they returned to the floor last night, national TV game on TNT against the Boston Celtics, who they beat a couple of weeks ago, almost two weeks ago exactly, in Boston. However, they were unable to keep the momentum going from their road win at Dallas, and they lose after leading by as much as, as 17 points in the first half of the game. Uh, they lose to the Celtics 120-111. A monstrous fourth quarter for Boston sealed this victory, but the comeback started late in the second, in the first half, excuse me, late in the second quarter, making a 13-5 or 13-2 run, I believe it was, to get that lead down to a more manageable level for them to then keep chipping away and keep chipping away, and uh, eventually they did. Uh, and and Isaiah Thomas w- was big. He was cold in the early going, but he finished with 34 points on 11 of 26 shooting. He was not very good from the three-point li- uh, three line, but he was good enough to get to the line and, and, and make his other, his other shots to, to make it count. And the Celtics outscored the Blazers in both the third and fourth quarters. So really take this one. And it was still close. The Blazers had some opportunities down the stretch to make this a game. Al Farouk who had his best offensive game of the season without Evan Turner in the lineup, but ultimately Portland just didn't have enough. And the the Celtics, in addition to Isaiah Thomas getting going, Al Horford having a, a, a solid game, 
and getting some some solid play off their bench. Marcus Smart, who was in the starting lineup due to the fact that Jay Crowder was not with the Celtics due to a, uh, a family health issue, Marcus Smart made some incredible plays and, and played an all-around fantastic game for Boston. 18 points, 5 assists, 5 steals, and 6 rebounds for Marcus Smart. And, and credit to Jalen Brown, too. He had 14 points, got to the line 8 times for the Celtics. And Portland loses a game that they kind of had in hand and a game against an opponent who was also shorthanded. The Blazers, of course, without Evan Turner. But down the stretch of the game, Marcus Smart, there were two plays that really stood out. And uh, Terry Stotts talked about Marcus Smart after the game. But the two plays that definitely stood out down the stretch there were Al Farouk on a breakaway, dribbling down the court. And just totally unaware that uh, that Smart is trailing him and Smart gets a steal. And then a couple possessions later, Damian Lillard's driving down the lane trying to make something happen, trying to get to the rim. And Smart slides in there in front of the charge circle. There may have been some contact in the air when Lillard got up there that wasn't from Smart that may have caused him, but Smart did the right thing and and got to the right place to get the call so that there was no question about it, that he was outside the restricted area, which uh, those are the rules. And, 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 and he and he got the call. And, and two of those big swings late on possessions where Portland is going full speed ahead at the rim, that that really hurt Portland's chances to, to keep it close. And then by that point, it, it was kind of over. Uh, as the Celtics were able to put some finishing touches on the end of the game there with some baskets, but it was uh, it was actually a very well played game. I really enjoyed watching this game from an aesthetic perspective. Uh, both teams were passing the ball around, lots of movement, guard, just really good guard play, all those things. Uh, that that make fun basketball make make basketball games fun to watch. I thought this game had a lot of that. Uh, I, I thought it was a well played game, except for the Blazers, of course, who had 16 turnovers. But uh, turnovers against the Boston Celtics are not always evidence of your sloppy play. They are also evidence of their ball hockeyness. They go after the ball. They didn't have Avery Bradley or Jay Crowder, who are two guys that definitely do that. But Marcus Smart is just an animal and a guy that you would hate to play against, but a guy that you would want on your team any day. Uh, he's kind of, uh, and I mean this in the most endearing way, he plays kind of like an a-hole, but he, it's just, it. that's, you want that. You want that on your team. I, sometimes it feels like the Blazers could use a little bit more of that. Actually, a lot of times it does. And uh, Smart is like is just that type of guy that just kind of is just going to turn the screws up and, and, and just really make life hard on you. And and he did that for the Blazers tonight all night long, as I referenced, with his, his great line on the night. Uh, and just the physicality that he plays with. And then, and then those, those plays late, Marcus smart just made a lot of big plays and Isaiah Thomas got hot at the right time after a slow start. 
But as I mentioned, the Celtics bench was fantastic in this one. They had three guys scoring double figures off the bench. Kelly Olynyk had 13 points on five of nine shooting, outplaying Myers Leonard in the, in the duel between the two players. Gerald Green had 11 points on five of six shooting, including a sweet putback slam in the second half. Uh, on on Mason Pl- Mason Plumlee was trying to get the rebound and and unfortunately he became the subject of a gif and Terry Rozier also had a, a solid game getting a little bit more run in this one 25 minutes Rozier had 11 points and five assists the the Celtics really spreading the ball around in this one they had four guys with four assists or more so uh, pretty pretty good night for the Celtics offensively, even though they started slow. Uh, and from the Blazers' perspective, they had a 17-point lead. Damian Lillard got off to a strong start. Uh, C.J. McCollum had uh, a, a decent game. And it, it looked like the Blazers were going to be in control of this one. It looked like they had... Uh, a lot of confidence going against this Celtics team, but they were unable to pull this win out. They were unable to beat the Celtics on the glass, which the Celtics are are not uh, a good rebounding team per se. But on the offensive glass, the, the, the Celtics got 14 offensive rebounds, Portland with just 10, and they were out-rebounded 43-41. to 41. The Blazers had more defensive rebounds, but... Uh, the Celtics did just shoot a, a lower percentage from the field, and also uh, Portland having more turnovers in this game. They could have used those extra offensive rebounds even more. So, uh, getting out rebounded by the Celtics is not is not something that 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 happens that often. Not something that you want to happen, but it is something that did happen last night for the Blazers and. Um, whether that's, uh, I don't think that has much to do with Evan Turner, but uh, I, I, it's just not good when you when you lose the rebounding battle like that. And that, I think, probably falls more on Portland's wings in this game than it does anybody else because the, the Blazers went to their, the starting lineup tonight was, uh, they put Mo Harkless in the starting lineup and they kept Noah Vonley in there and Vonley had nine rebounds. Three, offen- three offensive boards, six defensive boards in 16 minutes. So he's gobbling up rebounds as much as he can, but he's not playing a whole lot of minutes. And uh, the the Blazers' wings, I think, probably could have done a better job. Mo Harkless, he played 23 minutes, only had four rebounds. Uh, and, and overall, they were, they were just a little bit outplayed on that end uh, against the Celtics, who are not a good rebounding team. And, and Portland hasn't been this year, but Portland's been better at least as of late. But they got beat last night. Uh, Boston plays small w- with their second unit a lot. And uh, they, they play two traditional bigs at the start of game, but at the start of games. But Amir Johnson plays a, a role similar to Vonley where he's a, a low minute, but low minute guy who's in there to grab rebounds with the starters. Either way, Portland uh, could have done a better job, but this was kind of a small ball type of game. And with the second unit, I mentioned the Myers-Leonard-Kelly Olenek battle. Myers-Leonard gets 18 minutes tonight. Ed Davis at DNP. 
the, I, I would, I'm not going to read into this as far as a, uh, a reflection of what Stotts will do in the future with the rotation just because of how unique that second unit for the Celtics is with Olenek as the five and pretty much four small guys around him on those second units. And I think maybe that's what Stotts was going for in terms of matchups. And uh, it wasn't it wasn't too bad, but uh, Portland just didn't play uh, well enough to 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 pull this game out, and 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 the the Celtics really made those small plays late, those hustle plays late that Portland didn't have, and eventually Portland's sloppiness with the ball caught up with them, and the, the Celtics' defense and how great they were, just uh, or how how opportunistic they can be hurt because the Celtics did not play good team defense tonight, but they took advantage of opportunities to turn defense into offense of those 16 turnovers. The Celtics had 22 points off of turnovers. So the Blazers lose to the Boston Celtics 120-111 in a game that, that, that Portland obviously needed. They could have tied the Denver Nuggets for the eighth seed in the West with that win, but they uh, now stand one game back of the Nuggets. The Nuggets lost to Atlanta the other night, but Portland unable to make up more ground on them with the loss. And Portland's... Uh, Starting lineup last night, the one that they they tried out there by putting Harkless in the lineup, and with Vonley still in there, they rated out well. They were an overall positive for the game, so I guess we'll see that continue. I just wonder what this means for Ed Davis. This is this is kind of odd, but but it seems like Vonley has has kind of vaulted Ed Davis in in that in that spot. Um and, and, and as I mentioned, the, the the offense or the defense when Ed Davis was in, in there with the starting lineup wasn't very good. So uh it's hard to when he was in the lineup with when Aminu was out, the defense wasn't very good. So I guess Stotts is giving them another chance and they have defended particularly well while Vonley has been in the starting lineup. It's just that their offense has not been good either, so it, they're in a they're just having different problems to different ways to reach the same problem that their starting lineup uh, is not as good as that starting lineup that started the season with Aminu and Harkless. I'm gonna start calling them because I don't want to. They, they need a nickname. I'm gonna start calling them the Cleaners. Aminu and Harkless, that's because that's what they do. They clean up all the messes from Dame or CJ or Mason when they're out on the floor because they're switching and they're flying all over the place. I'm calling them the cleaners. So the lineup with the cleaners has been amazing. Uh, Still best in terms of plus minus, but Stotts is trying to find ways to make the rest of the roster useful. And I guess Vonley being in the starting lineup, and rebounding is the way that that's going to continue. And it worked against Boston. Uh, and and I, I guess we'll, we'll, they're going to keep going with that until the wheels fall off because uh, they they really haven't had a whole lot else work for them except for uh, when, when Turner was in there. So uh, 
I guess we'll keep seeing that. It, interesting, though, that Ed Davis continues to be a DNPCD when he helps the team with the rebounding so much and has helped them rebound the ball, but he hasn't been as good as I've mentioned before, and it makes you wonder if if, if they're looking to, to trade Ed Davis or something because I, I feel like there are a lot of teams that, that would love to use Ed Davis's uh, skills the Warriors come to mind, and I've been on the Ed Davis could be a Warrior train for a minute now. But they they have some some cap situations that they need to deal with. But anyway, I I I don't know what they're doing with Ed Davis. He is sitting on the bench and not doing a whole lot. Maybe he plays in the next game when the second unit big man for the opposing team isn't such a stretchy guy like Kelly Olenek who took four threes um so maybe th- this could be a whole whole lot to do about nothing but uh just interesting that Ed Davis didn't get any run in this game in a game where uh they had uh a potential advantage on the on the glass in this game Another reason they may have gone with Myers Leonard, though, Myers did ball against Boston in a couple of weeks ago. That was probably his best game of the season. I think he had 17 points or something like that. Uh, so maybe trying to rekindle some of that magic. And uh, he, he shot the ball efficiently, didn't uh, rebound the ball particularly well, had four fouls in his 17 minutes. So uh, not his best game. Uh, he didn't, but, and so I, I guess... There's a little bit of hand-wringing about that. Maybe if they win this game, they, they we're, we're having a different conversation. But the Blazers were not able to get enough offense out of other guys. I mean, as I mentioned, Alfred Camino had his best game of the season. But other guys in the lineup, Maurice Harkless, 2 of 5, 4 points. Noah Vonley, only 2 points, 1 of 3 from the field which is not good. You, if, if you're going to have Vonley out there as basically the designated dunker slash offensive rebounder, you want him to be a better finisher. So you, you want that to improve a little bit. And uh, it was a well-played offensive game, but some guys just didn't give you exactly what you wanted. And the defense in this game was pretty decent for the first pretty solid for the first half of this game but Boston in that second half really turned it on and Portland was just really not able to slow them down at all uh offensive rebounds as we mentioned were a killer for the Blazers last night and getting to the line for Boston was also uh, a big thing and and the points off turnovers so uh, Portland played a really solid offensive game. They scored 30 in two quarters in the first quarter and fourth quarter, but just still pretty frustrating way to lose that game. Boston is a, a very talented team, but they're a little shorthanded. No Avery Bradley, no Jay, Jay Crowder, and Portland still unable to get the win. Obviously no Evan Turner, but, uh, yeah, um, Still a tough loss because Portland was up by 17 and and one that maybe on paper you don't think that they should have had, but one that if you watch the game, you say, 
hey, they probably should have had that one. They blew that one. And this is one that they blew, being up 17 in the first half, not being able to hold on to a lead. And this is uh, a little bit how this season's been for them when they when they get ahead or there's a feeling of, of momentum going one way, it all comes crashing back down to earth. Uh, the only game that I can really think of where the Blazers played well for the entirety of the game and kicked it into overdrive was the Charlotte game uh, last week. And they haven't really been able to replicate those types of performances. Also, do have to give credit to the Celtics, as I have throughout the podcast, but answering a really disappointing loss the night before in Sacramento to the boogie-less Kings. So they probably that probably didn't help Portland that the Kings beat the Celtics last night without DeMarcus Cousins, and that probably gave them a little extra motivation into this game to not lay another egg with this one being on national TV. And, uh, yeah, so Portland is now one full game behind the Denver Nuggets for the eighth seed in the Western Conference, and they are off for a few days. They get a very important, very, very important uh, break. They have had a a really tough time uh, with the schedule, obviously, and they they get a break. So we'll we'll see how they come out of that break. They play Atlanta. They will be on TNT again. They're going to play Atlanta on Monday uh, as part of those TNT uh, doubleheaders. Uh, And I guess one uh, other Blazers note, uh, which is, uh, I wouldn't say newsy because it doesn't really matter, in my opinion. But uh, there was a story that apparently now a memo was sent to all 30 NBA teams saying that Recent social media postings of official team accounts had crossed the line between appropriate and inappropriate, and in terms, and that was, of course, uh, a subtweet, if you will, of the tweet where the Blazers made fun of Chandler Parsons for airballing a three-pointer, the one where C.J. McCollum got into it with him on Twitter, where he said, "We hit the lottery by not signing you," and. Parsons, of course, he was clowning the Blazers for looking like they're on their way to the lottery. And and apparently the NBA had to send out a memo that was according to ESPN's Tim McMahon. So uh, kind of a Blazers-related story there. Things have been quiet on the trade front. Not a lot of names out there for the Blazers right now. But uh, there there have been more trades, and, 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 and I think – Things will continue to heat up as we get close to the trade deadline here, which is going to be after the All-Star break, excuse me. So that's about exactly two weeks away now. Uh, Two weeks away, we will be able to rehash the trade deadline, who were the winners and losers, and what Portland did or didn't do. So uh, trade deadline, kind of quiet right now. Blazers lose 120-111 to the Boston Celtics last night. 
Thank you for joining me for another edition of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Please subscribe to us on Stitcher, Audio Boom, Google Play, TuneIn FM, wherever you can get a podcast. We would appreciate a five-star review. If you'd love to advertise on the podcast, hit us up at LockedOnBlazers at gmail.com. We're going to be working on getting some some guests for you still, as I said. Uh, We will be coming with that. But uh, until next time, Blazers lose to the Celtics 120-111. They are off until Monday when they place the Atlanta Hawks for their last home game in the month of February.